Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> think it's so much that she said the administration is soft on crime i think it's the way that she said it welcome back everybody um she kind of laughed it off like it's a big joke and uh, wants to allude to that you know biden is very serious about crime only problem with that is if you want to look at the facts which she suggested i'd say let's look at them uh in california crime is running rampant you don't even go to jail anymore if you steal less than a thousand dollars you're entitled to go walk in anywhere you want and as long as you don't exceed a thousand dollars take whatever you want from the store and walk out new york city running the same way new york city the cops hands are tied minnesota chicago i mean chicago do we even need to bring it up chicago's like the wild west people get shot every day all day (laughs) and there will be some tomorrow so their stance on crime was Let's defund the police or in Minnesota, let's abolish the police and we'll get rid of them and we'll have some type of counselors come and assess the situation. Uh, Yes, their stance on crime, their attempt to defund or abolish police departments, uh, them creating situations where it's no bail. So you get arrested and a few hours later, you're back out on the streets. You can do it again. Yeah, uh, I would say crime is rampant factually because you guys are soft on crime. Jen Psaki made a mistake, and now she's trying to weasel her way out of it. Uh, I mean, she's a good liar. She's a good talker. She'll take any anything that you ask her she has a response for, whether a pre-written response or memorized, or maybe she's that good on her feet. I don't know. I don't particularly think that she's a stupid woman. I think she's actually intelligent. But she made a mistake, and she's trying to clean it up now. And that's about all the time I have for that. I mean, it's just pointing out how much the left tends to lie and how hypocritical they are, acting as if they're tough on crime. I mean, give me a break. All right, moving right along. Justin Trudeau. (laughs) What a weasel. Um, Listen to this. 
attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. <laughs> Nonviolent, peaceful protest. BLM. <laughs> What a complete moron. Yeah. Okay. Trudeau. Oh, Trudeau right now has COVID. And because they're having uh, all these truckers protest vaccine mandates, they, they moved him to an undisclosed location for his safety. What a weasel. Listen. Okay. In the United States, I know, let me back that up. Anywhere in the world, if you're a leader, generally you're a strong person. Or what a leader should be is a strong person. Okay, You don't hide because a peaceful protest is coming into town to protest you forcing them to do something that they do not want to do to their bodies. I mean, you don't run and hide like a weasel. See, that's the problem in these days and times is where are all the men at? Where, where have they gone? I mean, we're at a point in history here where are there any real men left? I, I, I just, what a man is, is the same thing as a father. You're a strong man. You're a leader, head of the house, father. Yeah, a good example. And maybe I'm using this example because finally down here in Florida, we got a little bit cold, a little bit of cold weather. And generally, we pray for that kind of weather at Christmas time. But more than likely, it's going to be 80 degrees on Christmas, as it always is. So you wake up Christmas morning. It's not real exciting. Best thing to do, crank the AC down in the house, make it cold at least in the house, and then you can go sweat outside later. But if anybody's ever seen the movie A Christmas Story, and I'm sure the majority of people have, because if you have cable, or at least when I had cable years ago, um, during the Christmas season, one of the cable channels, uh, TNT, whatever, would run it for 24 hours. It's a marathon. So in A Christmas Story, the way fathers are, Fathers are strong. Fathers are tough. They're the head of the house. The perception is they make all the decisions. In the story, the kid gets into a fist fight. You know, during the fist fight, uh, he loses control. He's tired of being picked on. You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. He beats the uh, creepy uh, redheaded kid with the green eyes up. <laughs> well, they go home. He's upset for getting into a fight. He's crying. Mom's taking care of him. She finally gets him settled down. They know dad's going to be home soon. Little brother's hiding. You know, mom hears a little brother whimpering, and she finds him hiding under a cabinet. And what's the problem? Dad's going to kill Ralphie. 
And she said, no, no, it's going to be all right. Dad's not going to kill Ralphie. She lets him sit there. Well, dad pulls in. Okay. And everybody, everybody in the house is now on alert. Oh man, the old man's here. You know, it's, it's butt whipping time. So Ralphie comes downstairs accepting his fate. The mother tells the little brother, get in your, get in your uh, chair over there for dinner time. And mom says to dad casually, oh, Ralphie got in a fight today. Dad says, what? Oh, it's no big deal. You know how boys can be. Gives him a little pat on the shoulder. And Ralphie realizes there's that special moment between a boy and his mother that, wow, mom, mom took care of me. Mom protected me. Dad was the one that you knew was the strong one in the house that's going to come home. You did something wrong. You're going to get your butt whipped. He's going to straighten you out. He's going to teach you how to be a man. He's going to show you all the right ways to do things. He's going to teach you how to work hard. He's going to teach you how to stand up to bullies. He's going to teach you about life, philosophy. He's going to teach you how to treat women. You see it by the way he treats his wife, how he treats your mother. Dad was something to look up to. I aspire to be a strong guy like dad. I got a big problem. Who takes care of it? Dad. Dad steps in and handles it until he knows I'm big enough and strong enough to start handling it on my own. And in which case, he still oversees the process, but he wants to make sure that he teaches you to be a man and handle it. Where are they all gone? (laughs) What has happened? Mothers play a very important role, too, in making you strong. That particular moment that I laid out there shows the strength in mom. Okay, dad, everybody thinks is making all the decisions in the house, right? Everybody says, oh, dad's the one, you know, you ask and if dad approves and it's, that's what it's going to (laughs) be until mom gives dad the signal and then mom makes the decision. (laughs) Funny how that works. So mom tells him it's all right. It's no big deal. He looks at mom and it's over. He understands that she told him to stand down. I handled it, let it go. Yeah, they always joke and say, you know, the real decision maker behind every good man is a good woman. Well, it's true. They they keep us in line. Men can be a little bit unrational at times, especially depending on what age you are. And a strong wife will kind of keep you in line at those moments where she knows you need it the most or it's not necessary to take it to that level. So ultimately, the perception of dad is, dad's strong, dad stands in there, dad tells the truth, dad takes care of the situation, dad's not afraid of anything. When you grow up, you try to do the same thing, you try to aspire to be the same way, or at least it used to be that way. That's what being a man is. Being a man is knowing when to be tough. No one wanted to stand down. No one wanted to have compassion. Always being honest and always standing for what's right. And certainly, you don't back down. But when I see the leader of a country, of a country, 
get COVID, and because a caravan of trucks are coming in to peacefully protest, not only do they peacefully protest, but when they are done protesting, they have people out on the streets picking up trash to meet, to leave it cleaner than when they started the protest. These are not violent people. They're not burning down buildings. They're not attacking police, uh, police stations. They're out there voicing their opinions that we disagree that you are trying to make us do something that we don't want to do. Through this entire process of COVID, not that I want to get too deep into COVID, but through the entire process, these truckers were good enough to move your goods without a vaccine. They were good enough to move your goods when there were no therapeutics. They were good enough to keep these countries up and running. They were heroes. Now, if they don't get a shot that you, Mr. Dictator, says they should get... All of a sudden, you're vilifying them, you're trying to take away their livelihood, and you are trying to dictate to them how they need to run their life. So they decide to protest, and you hightail it out of there <laughs> like a weasel coward. You got to go it, like those kids, right? You want to throw a rock and then put your hands behind your back, act like you didn't throw the rock? Yeah, same thing. You want to make all these rules and regulations. You want to try to lay down the law, puff your chest up that I can tell you to do this and tell you to do that. And as soon as they say they're coming to town, boom, you're out of there. <laughs> weasel. Not a real man. A weasel. Real men stand in there and take the shots. Go out there to the protesters. Talk to them. See what it's all about. If you think you see it one way, try to convince them. But you go out there like a man and you stand your ground. No, no, not Trudeau. Trudeau's in a secret location, undisclosed. You're not allowed to know where he's at. He's hiding. He's hiding. <laughs> he's hiding from these dangerous truckers that pick up trash when they're done with their protests. Sound like dangerous people to me. We are living in a world where men aren't men anymore. And really, society is doing it to all these young boys. When you have idiots like Harry Styles think that he's making some type of magnificent statement, taking pictures and dresses. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what statement you're making? You're a jackass. Yeah, I, that pretty much, that's where I'm at. Okay. I don't see how that's so, oh, he's in touch. Oh, the new age man. Oh, no. You know what? I like the old age man. I like the guys who are big and burly and mean and snarly. We're not pretty. We don't do uh, nail polish for sure. We don't get manicures and pedicures. We don't pluck eyebrows. If you got one caterpillar running across the top and so be it. Okay. We are burly men. Society is trying to feminize them. All these guys nowadays, you get your, you get your nails done. You get your feet done. You get your little eyebrows plucked. You go get waxed everywhere. Yes, very manly. Indeed. Society is trying to change men. And that's why we're having a lot of the problems that we have today. Speaking about people who aren't really men or human or anything else, they're just there. A recent Rassaman report came out that shows that at least 50% of Americans support impeaching Biden. 
doing a great job, man. Just just, just doing a, 74% of Republicans, 34% of Democrats, and 42% of independents in a national poll. They polled 1,000 people, say that they would be for impeaching Joe Biden. When you think about why, why would they be for impeaching Joe Biden? Because if you listen to his administration or you listen to Saki or anybody on his side, they're going to tell you what a fanta- fantastic job he's doing. Just like, uh, oh God, Donna Brazil. Uh, her name almost slipped my mind there. But Donna Brazil thinks that Joe Biden is just doing a fantastic job. I mean, let's list all of his accomplishments. You know, the Afghan withdrawal. No, no, wait, wait. No, 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 what? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, okay. Inflation. Eh, maybe not that one either. Oh, his COVID response. It definitely is. Co- no, no, that wasn't too good. Oh, uh, the border. The border is just, it's kind of wide open there. Um, Dividing the country. I, I mean, very successful. Uh, dividing the country. He's doing a good a good job there. And, and that's just really kind of uh, touching on a few of them. That's not even all of his accomplishments or failures. Not to mention his son. Have you noticed that you don't hear about Hunter anymore? Where is Hunter? Hunter is uh, he's a ghost. I guess he got real rich off selling all those paintings. You know, I mean, God, the guy's such a, he's such a lucky guy, you know, but being... You go out and you have no experience at all in energy and you get to be on a board of energy directors making millions of dollars and you get to make all these side deals with China and you're making money. And then, you know, you come home and you want to do the artsy fartsy thing and you start painting paintings and people are paying you half a million dollars for your paintings. I must have went somewhere wrong in my life. I, you know, I should just go try to be on the board of Disney, you know, even though I have no idea how to run a company that size. I think, I think I could do it. You know, I think they would hire me. Sure. So where is Hunter? People are just as curious as I am, considering his son is always wrapped up in some type of scandal. Although the FBI and the CIA, they're not going to do anything about it. I mean, when you have the administration that you have, believe me, any, anything bad right now is probably being buried. Those laptops are being destroyed and nothing's ever going to come of that because of who's in power at the moment. But Joe Biden should be impeached solely based upon the Afghan withdrawal, the border crisis, and what's happening in Ukraine right now. Those are probably three of the worst. I know inflation is impacting all of us. We're all feeling the squeeze. I know gas is impacting everybody. That is the choice that America made by putting Humperdinck there in the White House. Their policies are that way. If you recall, and I'm sure you do, because you know it's easy to recall these things. For sure, at least down here in Florida. When Obama was president, gas went all the way up to 4.25 a gallon for regular gas. I mean, this was the time where you were hearing a lot on the news that truckers were going to do some type of protest and pull off to the side of the road and they weren't going to deliver any goods because they were struggling affording to fill the tanks of their 18-wheelers. Well, America chose and these are the consequences of that election. Elections have consequences. I say that all the time, and (laughs) that is part of it. I think the Afghan withdrawal is a little bit different because 
That was a piss-poor decision in pulling out like that, letting a terrorist nation take over. And as a direct result of what Joe Biden did, leaving billions of dollars in equipment and cash, military weapons, you also got uh, members of our military killed, and whatever Americans are stranded over there, if they aren't murdered yet, you just left them behind. I mean, that says it all right there. As far as the border goes, because you have an open border policy, we're having criminals come into the United States, human trafficking is up, fentanyl is just through the roof, drugs are just flowing into the United States. You wonder why we're having all the drug overdose problems and why we're having all these problems is because you got an open border policy and you're just allowing it all to come in. You're making America less safe. Again, you're not doing your duty as a president. You didn't do it in Afghanistan, you're not doing it with the border. Now, Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, really? You know, I don't even need to talk about Ukraine. It's eminent. Remember, it's eminent that it's going to be invaded. Oh, good job, Joe. You're doing a great job over there. I hope you're getting all the Americans out over there because I haven't heard a plan for you to get them out. As a matter of fact, I heard the opposite. Your administration said that they should really consider getting out because we won't have the resources to get them out. So, again, you're going to leave more civilians trapped in, a, in another country that's being invaded and what are you going to do about it just those three you should no longer be president you should be impeached and that's just scratching the surface again like i said if you really want to get into his family dealings and with hunter and everything else like they did to trump if you go down that route find out all the illegal nonsense that's going on with that family he would get impeached again God, you know, real quick, just to go back to Afghanistan, I did read a report. I don't have it in front of me. I believe it was from Breitbart that said that uh, the Taliban has killed over 100 people that had helped the United States while we were there. So they have rounded up and killed over 100 people since the withdrawal in August. I mean, yeah, Joe Biden, the fact that you're 50% of the country thinks that you should be impeached that's a good sign the fact that 34 percent of democrats think you should be impeached shows that your party is starting to fracture that you guys are all starting to split ways and you should because you literally have a radical wing and then you i'm sure there are still some moderate democrats left in in the united states here that are not part of this whole radical nonsense that's going on and it's getting to a point where either retake your party or you guys are going to have to jump ship, become independent, and vote however you need to vote. It's just getting that bad. His whole administration's a failure. I mean, impeaching Biden now is as good as impeaching Trump when, you know, we hold either the House or the Senate. It's not going to go anywhere. And right now, it certainly is not going to go anywhere. You know, the Democrats hold everything. Is there something to talk about in November? I've heard a few different Republicans vowing there's going to be an impeachment probe if they win back the House and the Senate. I mean, talk is cheap. You get a lot of politicians that say lots of things that they don't actually follow through on, so talk is cheap. We'd have to wait and see how that goes in November. But yes, 50% of the country, Joe, you're doing just a just a bang-up job. What an idiot. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, I will be back again tomorrow. Uh, you know all my social media. You can follow me at any one of them. If you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com. Go to the contact section. Otherwise, I hope you have a great day, and we will do it again tomorrow.
Thank you.